Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Evening Hot Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the currently on break, <laughs> Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and just bullshit for however the hell long I feel like. But it's spring break. And guess what? I am giving you not one, but two weeks of interviews. I know I'm just flooding you with interviews this month. I have just an amazing conversation with my buddy Matt Hyman from Pre-Recorded Live. And honestly, I I I couldn't leave it all on the cutting room floor. I could not. We said so much and there was so much we we got into that I just had to give it all to you. But you know what? I don't think you want to listen to me for 2 hours in a single stretch. So, for the next two weeks, I am going to be giving you my conversation with Matt. And honestly, it's, it splits pretty well. Because the topic and the subject matter really shift. And the, the, the second half of it is, is very... It's, it's pretty... I'll just say, we talk about food a lot in the second half. And so, I'm, I'm saving that one for next week. I'm going to do something I normally don't do, though. I'm going to give you kind of a trigger warning and I'm not giving you a trigger warning because the, like it's, it's really a graphic episode. I think the only other trigger warning I really ever gave was for the episode about the incident, which happened to me 10 years ago and uh, the, the cliff notes version robbery bat to the head. I got a big scar now. Um, other than that episode, just because heavy subject matter, well, we get into a lot of things in this episode, and I, I will openly admit that this episode is probably one of, we, we talk about a lot of much heavier subjects than I normally do, and not even on purpose, but we just get into a lot of kind of heavy sort of topics, but we do it in a very lighthearted manner because we are both those kind of laughing our way through grief kind of people. And so we'll be talking about, in my case, that particular incident, or in his case, him having cancer at one point. We're, we're sitting here cracking jokes and making and, and laughing through these things. But they, I mean, naturally, they were very stressful and traumatic times for us. 
And so we, we have these, this sort of discussion about these different things. And in, in classic me guest interview fashion, we're all over the place. And if you aren't listening, if you skip through my interviews, if you've never listened to a guest interview with me or me in general, my, my, I start at A and end up at W. And really, if you listen to the beginning and end, you will no clue how we got there, but it, it follows a certain progression. But it's, we, we go from my standard talking shop. And I'm sorry, I know I do it every, every guest. We talk shop, we talk podcasting because all of my friends are podcasters. And these are all the people that I invite on at this point. All the people I know are podcasters and these are the only people that want to talk to me. So we talk a little shop and we just roll it and we go from talking podcasting stuff to general tech to home repair to, and when we, and it snowballs and it, it just flows into a lot of fun, different crazy things. And we're laughing and joking and, and bullshitting. And okay, I guess my other trigger warning, there is I'm just going to say he had testicular cancer. So I pro we probably, there's more ball talk in this episode than I've ever done. And normally I don't, I, it's a, I don't know why I just don't do testicle humor, but it, it, it was just, it played through. And so, yeah, there's a lot of ball talk. Sorry. So all of this longest pre-interview intro I've ever done aside, if you feel like maybe this stuff might be a little too heavy for you in a general sense, again, we're laughing and goofing around, but if you don't want to hear about, you know, cancer or kind of innate fears or and whatever, we got, we got into all sorts of different stuff. But if you don't want to hear that, feel free to listen to food talk next week. <laughs> Because that's the bulk of that is going to be food, really. And so we'll get there. But I just wanted to get that out there. And before I jump into the interview, because I'm bullshitting this whole time, and again, longest intro I've ever done, are a couple events coming up that you need to know about. This week, currently, as of release, is the fifth Sunshine Summit. That is Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts doing her awesome, crazy biannual thing where she sits down and has these awesome conversations with a lot of really awesome people, a lot of creators, a lot of people just talking connections and friendships and just bringing people together as the beacon of sun out of the Southern Hemisphere that she is. <laughs> and the full schedule for that and to watch live go to sunshinesummit.live. Of course, links are in the show notes. And you heard at the top of the show, the live stream for The Cure. That is the fourth annual live stream for The Cure, which is put on by the Epic Film Guys to fight cancer, which considering I have a cancer survivor here on the show this next couple of weeks is rather fitting. That is their big thing every year. I, they're going for $10,000 this year. I, I forget how long they're going. Every year they, they extend it. They're going longer and longer, more hours, more live streams, more guests, more games, more craziness, all to fight cancer. So go to livestreamforthecure.com, check out the streaming schedule, find, 
donate, donate, donate. And they always say, together, we can make a difference. So, big pregnant pause breath there. I'm going to stop going for now, and I will let you get on to listening to the first half of my conversation with Matt Hyman from Pre-Recorded Live. How's it going? Good. How are you? Tired, but you know, that's kind of a just general state of being. I understand that. Been there. I don't we we have such different levels of tired and and reasons for it. I don't know if we can compare tired. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. I've got general dad tired. You've got like life post cancer tired. I don't even know what you kind of tired to live with. Well, that's not really a super big issue. Uh, it's more that just like, I just get tired very quickly. Yeah. Not like, it's not like, like, thankfully I don't live life like a zombie where I'm just constantly in a state of fog, but like, I don't know, takes like maybe an hour or so of like doing anything mildly, uh, intense before I'm just like, Oh my God, I could use like a six hour nap. (laughs) I wish I could have a six hour. I wish I could have a two hour nap. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> but again, that's that's dad tired. That's kids right, don't that's leave a, me the fuck alone tired. <laughs> that's a whole different game. <laughs> so, yeah. So I I I, I like clean feed here. Yeah, it's, it's super is, super simple. That's really nice. If we ever do, when we ever do guests again, I might have to use this. Yeah. Uh, I would have to figure out some way to get all our feed onto one track and then get the guests on the other track. So I basically have to run the audio out from my speaker into the mic input for mixer and then run the mixer out into the microphone of my computer. <laughs> I feel like I could talk you through this in a much simpler manner. Is that cat destruction behind you? <laughs> yes. The fat that's, boy. That's, that sounds like that that particular brand of asshole. That <laughs> yeah, he's like, get this back scratcher off my table. He's mad because I wouldn't hold him. Oh yeah, I have to uh, banish the cats from my office when I'm recording because my wife's cat likes sitting on my keyboard. Yeah, I know. Our cats like to play with the foam heads on our microphones. <laughs> So whenever we're recording podcasts and we have all the mics out, like they just want to be up on the table and grabbing at them and headbutting them and biting them and all that. It's ridiculous. Fun with, with cats. Yeah. I was complaining to my wife about her cat the other day because they, uh, there was a, a meme or something. It was like decoy keyboard seems to be working and it was a, keyboard sitting on top of the desk and the cat laying across the keyboard but he actually had his actual keyboard on like the slide out keyboard tray on on the bottom of the desk so he's using that while the cat sits on the top one and like good idea i need it (laughs) i wish i had a desk that could do that again but i was telling her i was like yeah he'll lay on my keyboard and then he'll lock out my password because he sat there rolling across the damn keyboard (laughs) 
I'm like, great. Now I have to restart. Like I have to do a cold, like hard restart, uh, because the cat froze me out of my fucking computer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. I've had, uh, cats restart my computer in the middle of the night and it's, it's tragic, especially if I forgot to save what I was doing Oof. before I did it. Yeah. That's not a fun thing to find out. So, officially speaking. Yes. uh, If you haven't figured out, I just bullshit through the show. So I have no whatever. Oh, that's what I'm used to. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if Skype is using my webcam or my microphone. uh, So, well, actually, just uh, on your track line. Yeah. Your little gear right there. Yeah. Uh, that's where you select your mic. Oh, okay. Ah, I see it now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is this working? That sounds that, a little better. And this, which is better? I feel like this is a blind eye test. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I have two listings for my mixer. One is the communications line in and one is the line in. Yeah, I've I've had that fight with this the first few times I was using it. It's like it took me a couple of of tries to figure all of this out, but it for the sake of like when it comes to what this does, I'm like okay, it connects you and it records you. That's all I need it to do. I don't need any of the other fancy stuff, and I definitely right. don't need video. And right. Skype is a massive resource hog, and every time I've used it files at the end have been super glitchy because of like Skype auto ducking and shit like that. And then you like, it, I, I, I hate dealing with Skype. I've, I've, I fuck Skype. <laughs> I have this, I have this issue with my audio driver where usually when we're on Skype and trying to record at the same time, like just randomly, the audio driver must switch over to Skype and then not and not keep running in the background with audition because our recording like the the line the or the track keeps moving on audition but like no audio is actually being recorded anymore and Mm. if we don't catch it it's been like we've had like hour an hour long interview where we're like oh crap 40 minutes of that that was great just did not record (laughs) yeah so i am happy to learn of something else yeah i've only ever heard it's it's weird how in podcasting Skype is still the default, and it's like it's the default because non podcasters know what Skype is, and it comes pre installed on their phones. Yeah, but it is the absolute worst thing. Well, it's it's like the second or third worst thing to record with. Like Zoom.us is apparently god awful, and Zencaster, which used to be really good, once it got really popular, I think they just like their servers got couldn't handle the load anymore. And they went from being the greatest thing to record podcast with to garbage. And editors curse anybody who uses Zoom or Zencaster now because <laughs> like, you rise the amount of audio drift that you're giving me. And oh yeah, Zoom apparently the files it gives you back because it's basically like a, a web conferencing platform. Right. So it, it's not meant for that, but the audio quality is just trash. It like yeah. hardcore compresses it. It it's uh auto ducks the shit out of everything. And like I've only ever used it for like somebody wanted to do a a call but not like a recording. Like, oh I wanna right. it was like an interview kind of thing where they're for like print kind of stuff. Right. And they were like, Okay. 
which is where or like, hey, can we just have a chat and they want to use Zoom or use Skype or something? He's like, okay, fine. I, I don't record through Skype or Zoom or any of that because it sounds like ass. <laughs> and again, yeah, the audio drift apparently is like, I, I can't, especially because I bramble on for an hour and a half and an hour and a half with even the slightest bit of audio drift is a bitch to correct. Yeah, absolutely. Fun, fun. <laughs> and another, and yeah, another thing about Skype is like for it being like the default uh, conference or like you know communication thing for this type of thing. It's weird that it doesn't have a way to export the tracks in itself, and it's also weird that it doesn't really interface with audio software all that easily. No, it doesn't. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I've actually had better luck. Well, before I found CleanFeed, I was because I have my interface now and I have the mixer that I used to use and my mixer was just a cheap Behringer like it was like a one mic I think it's like five inputs but it's like you know a bunch of you know the RCA plugs and it's like oh but it had loop back on it Ah. so what I would do was I'd plug a basically just a jump cable just an audio cable from that mixer to the second line on my interface i would run the output and i'd use facebook messenger and just do it convert and just connect that way i'd record i'd open up reaper because i can record the individual lines separately oh nice but then i still i'm dealing with the if there's audio glitches then it's coming back at me through that or whatever and facebook right. does the auto ducking too but it was a hell of a lot cleaner than when i would use skype and again, I'm right. recording it all, but it was like, okay, well, it's like, I'm going to go out through my interface into Facebook. Facebook's going to come out to the mixer, then the mixer's going to go back <laughs> into the interface, and the interface is going to go back to the, like, lots of wires on a very crowded desk, but it worked. Right. It yeah. worked very well, but it's a lot of wires. And if I can just, you know, click, click, clean feed here, click here, and then <laughs> select your mic, and here we go. And then just download the file, and happy day. When we moved, I swore to myself I was going to like set up all the podcast stuff and my computer real clean and like make sure all the wires were like not just chaos. And of course, moved in and started putting it together. And like 15 minutes in, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just throwing it <laughs> together. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here for four hours organizing cords because you plug something in and then you get two more th- plugs down the line and go, oh, this cord is a different length. It it doesn't fit with the rest of them. It doesn't line up or it's in the way. Is there another place to plug this in? Oh, we're going to have to move this. And I was just like, nope. Like Once it's all in, it's, it's in and it stays that way. Yeah, I had that when we moved in here is that I went from using a very cheap, like there's like a hundred dollar, you know, rolling computer desk, you know, right. super cheapo crap thing that I've had since I first moved out of my parents' house and you know with the, with the little rolly tray for the keyboard and all that shit and like this thing doesn't have enough space to hold a monitor and a printer and this is what I used to have all of my gear set up on <laughs> so it was just super crowded in the old house but thing the old house was our our bedroom and all that was too small for this big ass desk that I had received I think my brother gave it to us when they moved we're like oh we don't we can't take this desk with us here you want it and so we took this desk and 
it didn't fit in the old house. It just lived in the garage for the last four years. But here I've got an office and I was like, oh, shit, I can put my nice desk and it's, it works really well for all this. And I have my mic stand and everything bolted and it's got a nice little lifted uh, area. So the monitors raised up and the, you know, wired. But I had it wasn't really meant for a computer. And I ended up putting the tower under the desk. Like, OK, fine. Well, again, not meant for a computer, so there's no way to run wires to all of the <laughs> things. So I ended up just taking a, a, a wood paddle bit on my drill and drilling a bunch of holes in the back of the desk just to run the wires down the back. Then there. It's like, it's not the nicest looking, and I probably could just get something to cover it over for appearances sake, because... They're really ugly right. holes, but it works. And right now, all of my wires are off my desk, other than like the one coming off my keyboard. I ended up because it's so far between where my working area hit the front of the desk and all the way out the back of the desk, down underneath to the computer tower, that I ended up having to get a wireless mouse. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm like stretching all the way up at the top of the desk just to be able to click something. That's the exact reason I had to get a wireless mouse is because in the last place I had my, once I got my computer set up, I realized that, uh, I would, I would use the mouse and when I would let it go, it would just start sliding back towards the back of the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it just wanted to like, like, the, I don't think there were, I think there was another cord that was like sitting on the mouse cord. And every time I would like have to pull the mouse back up, it's just the but, extra little bit of weight keeps pulling it away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a terrible. super short, I had a super, super short mouse cord too. I was like, oh shit, this isn't like, I had to be super careful when I was running it out just so it would make the stretch and like, and eh, no, like, like, all right, I just need like a cheapy, like got an Amazon basics wireless mouse. Like, no, it fucking works. <laughs> That's all. I'm like, yeah. I just got like a $10 Logitech. Yeah. Like, it doesn't just, have much of a range on it. Like if I, if, if I, if I sit at my desk and I just hold my arm out away from the sensor, it loses all functionality. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, they're usually meant for those cases where, like, my ex-brother-in-law, he would have, he had his computer connected to his TV. So, and they would run, you know, all of their things and they'd stream, they'd, like, run games or, like, their their Netflix and all that stuff was through the computer. Yeah, to act to the I TV. Yeah. And so he had a wireless mouse and keyboard sitting tucked in the little pocket. It was a recliner. So that was like, oh, yeah, I just pull this up right there. And I think my dad actually had a, a similar thing. It was in their bedroom and their tower was connected to the TV. And that was they didn't even pay for cable at the time. They just did everything through their computer and just like, all right, tower sitting yeah. behind the TV, a wireless keyboard and mouse sitting in bedside table. And like, all right, <laughs> I don't need that kind of range. <laughs> Becky and I have not had a proper living room in like almost well, probably since our entire marriage. Like we've never like no, that's not true. There was one like two year period where we had an apartment that actually had a enough space to where we I could have my podcast space and a functional living room. Uh, but we had a, our TV from that time went down and we never replaced it. And I have a TV that I hook up to my computer. Plus, I have two monitors. That's something I need to get. I really kind of want to get a second monitor or get a much larger one than what I have. But I I love my three monitor or my two monitors and a TV setup. 
Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It blows some of my friends who didn't know you could do that blows their minds. Like they come over and they're like, whoa, how do you have your TV hooked up to your computer? And I'm like, are you for real? Do you not live in this time? Um, like nowadays but, uh, you can do that just with an HDMI. <laughs> yeah. That's all this is running through. My computer just happens to have two monitor outputs and an HDMI output. So that was like the, one of the ways I convinced Becky uh, in this place or in our last place to buy the projector for our home theater is i like we were talking about like she was like i want to have a living room and like and i was like okay but we don't really do much in the living room you know like generally if we're watching something like if we're out if we're not in the bedroom relaxing where i'm at the computer like half watching half working so we don't really have a living room proper then i was like you know this projector and a screen is cheaper than a tv and I was like, since we only like need the living room really to just like do something that we can't do otherwise, why not make it a theater experience instead of just like a TV in another room? And she was like, oh, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. And what's funny, like that would actually almost work for me because where our TV currently sits is a like nine foot wide white wall because brand new house, everything's white. Right. And like I could easily just get a projector, like ceiling mount projector, and drop it in <laughs> and yeah. just shoot on that wall. But at the same time, my wife wants to put a uh hanging uh cabinet there for more DVDs and video game space because right now the only system hooked up in the living room is the Xbox, and we still have the Super Nintendo and a bunch of other stuff. And all those games are the it's the only stuff we haven't unpacked is the the retro game stuff because it's all supposed to go in that cabinet and I haven't I need to get some special hardware to mount that cabinet but if I do that then we couldn't get a projector then again I don't need a projector then again I we even talked about getting a bigger TV so why well, yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> yeah I mean projector like the projector we got as an RCA from Walmart it's like seventy bucks and then the screen's like forty off Amazon. Yeah, and you got to mount it yourself, but it take it, t- it takes like an hour or two. As long as you have two people doing it, and you just do it log- do it the right way logically to tension mount it. It sucks that you got to put a bunch of screws in your wall, but uh, like because they the one I got the projector I got they sent it with like basically command strip things, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not suspending this from my wall with command strips. I'll go get some cup hooks. And so yeah. that's what I did. I just I just got thirty six cup hooks and just framed it out and stretched it. That's there. There it sits, and it's great. I cannot believe they would send it with something like that. Like yeah, the cabinet that I'm needing to mount comes with three inch long, uh, like hardcore, like super thick threaded, uh, uh machine bolts that basically are supposed to go through the back. Uh, there's like a, a, a thick uh, wood bar at the top of this thing that supports it. And you're supposed to bolt that straight into the studs. And that the only problem that I'm having is that wall that it's supposed to go on. The spacing of the studs doesn't leave that shelf centered. And damn it, if we're going to have that up there, it sure as shit better be fucking centered. <laughs> Right. So you gotta get some brazers. Yeah, I was like I was like, all right, I just need a two by four to run along the end of here, paint it white, and 
bolt this to that. And on top yeah. of that, that'll also mean that I can run the wires behind it because as it sits right now, it would sit flat against the wall. Like, yeah, I put the two by four and now I've got gap and now I can uh, put this up there. But I still need to do that and paint it and do all that shit. And so I haven't even built the shelf yet just because of that. <laughs> like, nah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I I find in my life, if ever if I ever have to make a trip to an actual hardware store, that is the longest and most procrastinated trip I will ever make. I, I have no problem. The problem with me going to like Home Depot or Lowe's or something is that I I I will I'll start window shopping. And so I'm like, oh, well, I can get this and oh, this would be great. And I could do this with this and I could do that. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm here to buy a two by four. Like, I don't need to go perusing through security gates and go. I don't need to be in the lawn and garden section while I'm over in lawn and garden. I'm like, well, I could use some food for the lemon tree. I mean, <laughs> like yeah, a nice see, I- seed spreader would be nice right now. <laughs> See, I, I have a similar issue, but like my issue is that like whenever I have to like do have a project to do something, if the part isn't at like Walmart, which is a place we end up shopping more than I'm comfortable with just because it's open 24 hours and cheap. Yeah. Um, if the part isn't at Walmart, I can't just while we're at Walmart go like, oh, I just stop over here and grab a thing. If it's not there. I have no idea when I'm actually going to be able to get to a hardware store. And that also because like. The problem with most of my projects is it, I forget about it until I see it. Like I walk in a lot, like it took me like two weeks to get a curtain up in the laundry room because I had to go buy a new step stool because the, the <laughs> window was too high. And the step stool we have is like we bought it for Becky because Becky couldn't reach this tall, the tall stuff that she needed to. So it doesn't support my weight. So it's like, ah, we got to go get a footstool that can support like 250 pounds because. Like I can't, I can't step on yours. I'll break it. Uh, like it says, do not for not if you're to exceed weight over two hundred pounds. So this every time I'd walk in a laundry, I go, God damn it! I gotta get a footstool so I can put up that goddamn curtain. <laughs> and then like, uh, it just kept going and going and going. And one Sunday, I walked in, saw it, was like, God damn it! Then I walked back out and I looked at Becky and I go, What do we have to do today? And she goes. Nothing. I go wrong. We got to go to the you know, footstool so I can put this fucking curtain up. <laughs> I have like that. That really sort of that kind of stuff really hit us in this house because we went from kind of standard house height. I think it was at like maybe eight foot ceilings, something like you know, it's like it's ceilings not much above the door. To this house has like ten foot ceilings, in even like here in my office. And like, I had to buy a special ceiling fan with a drop mount on it because we're like, no, they were like, oh, if your ceiling is this high, you need to drop it down at least six inches to get circulation in your room. <laughs> we're like, well, fuck. And uh, like, I, I couldn't hang something as simple as like putting up the curtains in here because this fucking window is so high. I had to stand on a uh, one of our bar stools. It was the only thing we had tall enough for me to reach over the window. <laughs> I, I too am a barstool stander. <laughs> That's how we hook up the movie screen. I just like put two barstools there and I just had like stood akimbo standing on two barstools. It was like, all right, hang it. And then I would be like, all right, get down, move them over two feet and do it again. Um, and the same thing, like we have this, uh, our living room has this closet, but we have like 10 foot ceilings too. 
and this closet is only seven feet high. So we have this closet in like the one on the one side of the room, but there's a three foot gap above it. Like just nothing. Like it's not, it's, I guess it's storage space, but it's weird. Cause is it's it like duct like, work or something. No, it's, it's like, it's literally like the room has a bite taken out of it. Like the whole rest of the room has 10 foot ceilings and walls that go straight up. But then there's like this like six foot closet, six by two foot closet on the like back side of the room that it goes seven feet up and then it just levels off for two feet and then it goes back goes to the wall and then it goes back up three feet. So that's where we put all our board games and stuff. But when we did that, we were we did we weren't really thinking about what it's gonna be like when we suddenly want to play a board game. Where it's like, all right, uh good thing you have your step stool. Or <laughs> but like <laughs> If I need to get some, like, if I want to get something down and Becky's not here, I'm like, well, time to climb up on a bar stool because <laughs> it's the only thing I know that'll support my weight because me and my grandpa built it. Yeah, we've got the the fortunate uh, thing of because we have a, a counter height island or like bar height island in the kitchen. And so we're like, all right, we need bar stools here because this is wasted sitting space. And when we first moved in, we didn't have our dinner table yet. So we're like, okay, we got to eat somewhere. So we got bar stools and we also got a bench. And so we've got a long bench for like the little boys to sit on, which they almost never use. And then the two kind of bar stool seats. And when we did the dinner table, it, the dinner table seats and the table actually match the same set. So our bar stools and our dinner table chairs actually match. But we nice. also got the bench for that. Well, I've had to use that bench. <laughs> like, <laughs> a new house, so okay, we got to hang curtains and we got to do all this stuff, and putting up again huge ceilings. So we had to get special fucking extra long curtains uh, for the the back door for just the sliding glass door. And I had to fucking push this bench all the way over there and walk along this bench just to mount the little hooks for the curtain rods. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I have the boys handing me like my drill and all of my tools down in the back. <laughs> like, because right. on top of all of this bullshit, I'm not great with heights. And so, oh, I'm standing way the fuck up here. As stable as that bench <laughs> was, I don't want to be up there. <laughs> right. Right. And there's still something that mystifies my wife is like, wait, you're almost six feet tall and you have to do all the high, tall stuff. Like mounting ceiling fans, which is a a, a nerve wracking experience. Indeed, <laughs> like I have a ladder for that. I don't want to be up there, and I don't want to be yeah. up there ha- holding like a fifty pound fucking motor that's hanging right. from this bracket. And oh, I have to drill holes up. I have no balance, and I'm like, no, thank you. Like I, <laughs> I swear, once I saw an infomercial for like a like home scaffolding for like just that thing. It was like an expandable thing and it could support a bunch of weight. But uh yeah, it basically just made like a scaffolding so you could actually like lay down when you're up there. <laughs> just lay on your back and look at the ceiling and be like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I I'm not good with being up high and my wife was giving me so much shit because she didn't realize that. Like I think the first time she saw me up on a ladder doing something and I think it was hanging a curtain because we have like a master suite sort of space where we go from bedroom to the bathroom and there's no door kind of it's like door right. frame, but there's like, right. eh, we need some division here. 
And so we're like, and we had another house that we were in where it was like that. And we're like, yeah, we just put a curtain there. <laughs> and so I went and got a curtain again, super high ceiling, super high fucking door. So, and in that case, since it's basically just an archway, the door goes all the way up to like six inches off of the ceiling. So I have to get massive curtains for this thing. Right. And it's like, it's not that wide, but fuck if it's not tall as hell. And so I'm up there on the ladder trying to put this thing up as high as I can. Like just sitting there barely holding shit together. And she's looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong? What, why are you like, I'm sorry. I have to drill very carefully into something and I'm pushing off of the wall. I I, I don't want to push off of the ladder. <laughs> And it's the same reason I refuse to put the ceiling fans in unless I had somebody else home with me in case I fall off a ladder and break my neck. <laughs> because I'm sorry, I have a four-year-old at home with me most days. He's not calling 911. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he might call mom, but he also might just sit there and open my phone and take a bunch of pictures. So not that he's not smart, but he's not going to think like that. <laughs> uh like, look, I got a picture of dad's head busted open on the desk. Look. <laughs> That's his braids. <laughs> no, he'd probably go oh, get me an ice pack or something, but still. <laughs> yeah, I I have I have moments of like existential panic sometimes when Becky's at work. Like, I'll get a bad bout of gas and I'll be like, Am I having a heart attack? <laughs> what am I gonna do? I don't even have a phone. <laughs> you don't need a phone anymore that's what the internet is for in the moment of a heart attack am I going to have enough wherewithal to like Facebook messenger call someone <laughs> <laughs> to be fair in the in the throes of a heart attack you probably aren't going to have the wherewithal to dial 911 right so, that's true I mean that's that's where life alert comes in <laughs> yeah I should probably get that I'm old you're like a year younger than me. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I think so. I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. So we're about the same age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I mean, Rihanna calls me old all the time, and it, I'm only four years older than her. And it's one of those weird things that when you look at it, like, oh, yeah, when you're in high school and your your significant other is four years older than you it's you know statutory but right when, it's like yeah when you when you're like once you are hit the 20s suddenly it's perfectly fine right unless I, you're like I, my wife she just calls me old for old sake i'm like what the fuck she also yeah. hasn't had a she hasn't changed her her age in about six years so <laughs> depending on which of the boys you ask mommy's 25 <laughs> right <laughs> like babe you realize eventually the math is going to start getting really hazy you realize like you only got maybe one more year left before people are going to start looking at you funny for that 25 <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> like you have a 10 year old just saying <laughs> yeah oh man um yeah i i also like i mean at 27 though i had the like basically the 20s immortality like cut abruptly short Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I should probably go to a therapist about that, but I do live in, like, mortal dread of my own health. <laughs> yeah. 
And that like every uh, every like, time I have the slightest thing wrong, like I'm like I'm dying. <laughs> oh my god, my toe hurts. What is that? I'm dying. <laughs> WebMD. Fuck, it's cancer. <laughs> yeah. Again. God Again. damn it. <laughs> that was the f- like I I don't want to say the funniest thing because the first time, so because fuck it, this is going to be the show, but. For <laughs> those oh, is be, this I, the show? Are we doing the show right now? Isn't this the most bullshit thing ever? Oh wow! I feel so bad now because I thought we were just like chit chatting. <laughs> yeah, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? This is what I do I, for the show. I chit chat. Right. I'll okay. bullshit some intro or all something right. or not. I don't know. Maybe. But Man, thank God I didn't tell you about that guy I killed. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Adam knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> It's a good thing I don't have a map of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember when you all announced. Was it, okay. For those of you who don't know, and you, if you've been listening to me for a significant amount of time, and I say significant because it's been a while since I've talked about you guys, but you had testicular cancer. I guess you said you were 27. Yeah. And then, so, you know, Treatment, treatment, treatment. They removed one, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, they removed one, then treatment, treatment, treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what was it, two years ago? The, uh, the second yeah. wave? Two years ago. <laughs> yeah, about two years ago, y'all mentioned, oh, hey, um, cancer's back. Yeah. And a lot of, of kind of follow-ups and treatment and, hey, things are looking really great. Hey, it looks like shit's gone into remission. I'm like, fucking awesome. Like, yeah, man, you're kicked cancer's ass twice. Right. And then, like, a few months later, I guess, I don't know exactly the time frame, you're like, hey, cancer's back again. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you get testicular cancer three fucking times? You're just like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to know. That's what I couldn't figure out. It's like, <laughs> seriously, after the second time, I was like, well, at least we're done with this. Yeah, like, exactly. you can't really have testicular cancer without testicles. Yeah, apparently like, you can. And yeah, apparently you can because your bo- the cancer is so fucking powerful. It will just be like, grow a new testicle and give that cancer. <laughs> and like, and I remember because I was listening to a lot of Sand Pants, Sans Pants radio. And it was, it reminded me of uh, Jackson with Sans Pants. They actually did an entire episode of uh, Shut Up a Second devoted to him and his testicular cancer story, which apparently actually stemmed from he had a pig. There was a big, there were wildfires or a storm or something. They were having to evacuate. And right. they had a pet pig. Pet pig is sitting in his lap while they're in the car evacuating stomps on his nuts and the trauma from that impact gave him cancer which is apparently totally a thing that can happen apparently i didn't know that and so he actually had to have a testicle removed and so they did an entire episode of shut up a second called nut up a second where he tells the story (laughs) i'm like and that that was uh, i remember like when y'all were had your uh GoFundMe or whatever it was um, to help out with the medical bills right. and stuff. And I remember tagging them. I was like, come on, man. Like, you know exactly how this shit goes. 
And like, I, I just, the, the stories that they had of him going through that, like, oh, the nurses and they come in the way they just like grab you and fondle you. And like, like, yeah, I have to go back and get fondled by the nurses every six months just to make sure. Cause he's still got the one and right. like, make sure that the, the artificial testicle, you know, <laughs> like, like all the rest of the guys in there talking about, how, yeah, man, you're not, your fake nut feels really weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all are way too close just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah they asked me if i wanted uh fake nuts and i my my question was what does it do and they're like well it's just it's like aesthetic and yeah i was just like, like do i have to pay for it they're like yes and i was like then no you <laughs> bastards no like like i'm sorry male genitalia aren't pretty looking anyway Right. What are you going to do by putting a silicone ball in there? <laughs> oh, and like, honestly, like my whole thing was, I was like, I know it's going to drive me nuts to like feel that foreign object in my body all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, like maybe you get used to it. Maybe you don't. And it's really one of those, like, is it going to feel right? You ever get like a phantom splinter? I'm just saying like, sometimes I'll feel like I have a splinter, but there's nothing there. But like I like I run my finger over and it hurts like a splinter, you know. Like I'll tweeze it, I'll like I'll put like lights around it, I'll I'll do anything I can to try and see if there's something there, but there's nothing there. And that's that's what I feel like uh, prosthetic balls would be like. Is I would just be sitting around all the time being like, "There's something there," and I mean I know they, that I would know they were prosthetic balls, but it would just be like that feeling of like I know I should I should just ignore this because it's not. It's nothing I can do about it, but it's bugging me. I feel like you would it'd be weird because you'd feel it. Because, I mean, right. think about it. Yeah. The guys out there, you don't, you're not consciously aware of your balls unless something makes you think about them. Right. Like, exactly. You are uncomfortable. Something is like, they're just there. It's like your arms. You don't feel your arms unless something's messing with them. Yeah. If you feel your arms, something's wrong. And I feel like, yeah, like you would feel the fake balls and it wouldn't feel right because you'd feel it versus normal it's like normal sensory perception of your right. body you don't feel you you're you're yeah. you're aware but you you tune it out because it's just you existing but something that's attached to you would be weird right i assume the nerves the nerves in the in the scrotum are are not like they're not set off by the balls like if the balls are moving around in there, there's nothing going like, Hey, something's going on in here. But like, if you put a foreign object in there, then suddenly everything's going to be like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's yeah, not it's like, how long it's does not- it take before your, your, those nerves are like, Oh yeah, it's that fucking yeah. thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I still get, I still get phantom like ball pain. <laughs> like every now and again, it just feels like I got like, like sack tapped. And I'm just like, ah, Becky's like, what? I'm just got a phantom sack tapped. <laughs> like, cause that's the only way, that's exactly what it feels like. Like, but I, just the nerve so endings, weird. the nerve endings just decide to like kick on for a second. They're like, like someone's running a systems check and they're like, check on the balls. And they're like, they're like, no, there's no balls here. They're like, red alert, red alert, no balls detected. Like, I, I have a friend who lost a, who lost his leg. He was about six years old. And so he ended up like run over by a train. Um, lost, oh, Jesus. Yes, they amputated from like two inches below his knee. Uh, apparently the train ran over his ankle. They amputated from two inches below his knee. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, he says he still gets like 
phantom pains and phantom feelings sometimes and things like that. And I can only imagine like what like phantom ball pain would be like. Like you just suddenly feel like somebody kicked you in the sack when you're like, wait a second. Right. You're not doing anything. You're just like, you're just like hanging out, like playing a video game. And also you're like, ooh, ow, who did that? Why? And what about the, like the subconscious? They say like men get like, it's been psychologically shown and, and tests and stuff that like the reason why men cringe whenever they see like, it's not even like it's an involuntary reaction to cringe and kind of clutch your stuff when you see another guy get hit in the balls. Oh, yeah. And they actually showed like even somebody, if you don't like physically react that like psychologically, your brain is actually in in panic mode and you, you have that like fight or flight response and they've shown it like, yeah, it's like, it's this weird sympathy pain. All guys have for seeing testicles in danger. And we're like, right. we're like, this is such a weird thing. We're like, I wonder what that registers like for somebody with nothing to be in danger. Right. Like, it like, does. Do you still it, cringe and yeah. you get like oh, yeah. that phantom pain from watching a a wrestler get, you know, a nut oh, shot? Yeah. <laughs> the only the only thing I can't the only thing I can't like change and can't get over, the only thing that's still like hangs on from my previous life other than just like sympathy ball pain and phantom tack taps is uh referring to it as the area as my balls uh, yeah like i just can't not do that like i I tried for like a day to be like oh my sack that doesn't sound right <laughs> doesn't sound right i was like I, need, I still need to feel like a man so i still call it like i'll just be like yeah my balls are sweaty and becky will be like what balls i'll be like don't you fucking talk to me like that <laughs> and that is the sign of a, of a, of a loving wife who <laughs> like she's going to bust your proverbial balls every right. chance she gets because the joke writes itself <laughs> right and yeah. i'd be ashamed especially of becky i would be I, i'd be ashamed of her for not taking that joke <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure she's got a million of them i'm sure she like brainstorms them when i'm like asleep or something like when she's up in the morning drinking her coffee, she's like, uh, what are some good ones I could pull out of Matt if the opportunity arises? Yeah, like uh, uh amputation is something that terrifies me. Like I uh I would I would never want to have like anything amputated because I just don't know if I'm like I don't know if I have that like courageous spirit to overcome like adversity. Like if they just like cut off like a toe, I might be like wheelchair. Any wheelchair from now on, I'm not going to learn how to walk again. It's just a toe, man. You 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 just you might limp. What the fuck? <laughs> yep, I need a wheelchair, electric wheelchair. Yeah, give me one of those ones that's operated by blowing into it. Um, I'm like, oh look, you got some gangrene in that toe. Take the leg. <laughs> yeah, I have legitimate. I have legitimate, like, terrible existential fear about like losing one of my senses. Uh, I get like ringing in my ears sometimes, like every now and again, which is totally normal for a person aging. But like, as those cells die, I always have like a moment of panic where I'm like, "What? What if this is it? What if this is the moment where I'm about to go deaf? I can't go deaf. I'm a podcaster. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> On uh, I've I've surprisingly enough know both blind and deaf podcasters, and I don't know how. Like, I know with one, she's only partially deaf. 
But I know like of a, a few completely legally blind podcasters and a couple deaf podcasters, and I still don't totally understand how that works. Like, okay, wait, you you create you can't hear, but you create audio content targeted towards other people who can't hear. That's amazing. I'm just I'm I'm trying to that it is a thing. That's like magic. Yeah, it, it is a thing, and it's it's a it, like, and I'm sure if I were to actually dig deeper into it there's there's more involved but at the surface level it's a whole lot of confused puppy looks and they're like I, huh what but no. uh, hey i'm just like um i know uh kate from ignorance was bliss she has been progressively losing her hearing apparently she's like sent from i think she said she was diagnosed hard of hearing at like 16 and she was supposed to be getting wear hearing aids and then things like that and between the case of you know just general cost and insurance and things like that and just getting fucking used to it her her range of hearing she basically can't hear much outside of human speech range so ah. super low things and super high things she actually can't hear and it was like she edits her podcast visually <laughs> like, oh wow she like for the most part content edits and little ums and all the little shit that i that people pay me to do she can't do or she doesn't do because she can't really hear it right she's just like you know here's where the conversation yeah chop this chop that and she just you know piece things together that's amazing but she said before she really like doesn't listen back and doesn't edit her shows because like really detail edit her shows because she really can't listen to it without having everything cranked up to 11 and right. it's still the craziest thing to me like you can barely hear our conversation, but you're like, you do an interview based show when you can hardly hear. And it is kind of an amazing thing to think about. Like, but hey, people, you know, like people do it all the time. I mean, I know yeah, a blind those, guy who was a graphic designer. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. See, those people are, those people are heroes. Like they're, they're legit heroes because. Like, I swear to God, if I went blind, I would just quit. I would just be like, just take me out to the passenger and put a bullet in me. Bury me under the old oak tree. That's the end of it for old Matt. Because, like, I don't know. I don't think I could learn to function again. Especially as an adult. I think that's where yeah. the, the hardest thing is. I mean, you you never know until it happens. But, like, you think about it in just your general mental state. Like, I don't know how I will cope. Right. And yeah. it's, it's one of those, especially, like, when I got hurt for you know was 10 years ago now you know when with the the robbery and the head trauma and like let's bust his head open with a bat and all that fun jazz that happened my first thought wasn't me my first thought was my wife and my son sure at the time i just had the one and it's how things change but my first thought was she's going to be so scared if something happened if you know you know, I, I, my first thought wasn't for me and me being afraid the oh shit what's happened. Well, okay. My first thought was I was just shot. Am I dead? And right. not having the wherewithal of thinking does, well, if I'm thinking, does this, am I, am I actually thinking or am I dead? Or what is this all like? And right. it turns out I wasn't shot. I was just smashed over the head with a baseball bat. Um, Cause I mean, I guess the living is easier side of that, but like I know impact to head and and 
and and they're gone now, and I'm bleeding a lot. And but you know, first thought was, oh shit, he finally he actually shot me. I'm dead. I was like, nope, the other guy hit me with his bat, which in in the grand scheme of things, better. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely cracked skull better than splattered one. But yes. <clears throat> Yeah, all of my my first thought, like driving to the hospital, besides me being an asshole and sitting there bitching to the paramedics about how rough the ride was, um, <laughs> it's like I, I'm sorry, comedy is my my coping mechanism. No, I get it, I get it. And I'm sitting there, like one, I knew for a fact that we were about a half a mile from a hospital. This is the hospital where my son was born, the hospital that my stepmom worked at. Like, oh no, we have to go to Memorial on the other side of the town because that's the trauma hospital. Oh Jesus! Like motherfucker, we could be one minute away from the hospital. No, we have to drive twenty minutes across town through fucking lumpy roads, and you're gonna take every lumpy fucking road. And apparently, ambulances have really shitty suspensions. Yeah, and like, I'm sorry, I'm strapped to a gurney with a neck brace on, and I'm feeling every fucking pebble. You asshole! Sure, <laughs> and sitting there <laughs> giving giving the paramedic shit, but. Yeah, it's like I, I wasn't even thinking about me. I was thinking about my wife and right. all that. And it's like one of those things when it's just you, you can be selfish and you think about that. But when you're like, oh, you're married or you have kids and then you start thinking about, well, what is, what's going to happen to them if something happens to me? Like, right. I, I've had family members with cancer and I've had, you know, lost family members and like, what would happen, you know, like, I I really don't worry about myself. If something happens to me, I get super sick. I get cancer. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about what the fuck's going to happen to my family. What is my wife going to be going through if I, if I, like, not even if I yeah. died. What if I, if I went blind, if I was blinded or I right. had an accident at work and lost a limb? Like, what's that going to be like for my wife and my family and their quality of living if, I become impaired and cannot fulfill my duties as I do them now. And it's like, you, you start thinking when it's like, again, when you're single and you're just, you know, you're, you're 20 and invincible. You, oh yeah. You worry about you. <laughs> and then suddenly you have another person in your life that you care about. And you were like, well, fuck you suddenly yeah. don't really care. It's like, fuck, kill me. But <laughs> I don't, you know, but yeah, like that, that's, <laughs> that uh like i seriously like I, that's part of the reason why i just don't think i could cope is like if something were if i were to lose a sense or something like you know if i were to go blind or so, like blind especially terrifies me if i were to go blind like i just can't imagine becky having to deal with like me coping because i'm not going to be a good coper for that like so much of what i enjoy and what i do like necessitates vision as far as my perspective is concerned i don't know i was and just I, thinking about that it's like you are a, a very much a general purpose nerd and general purpose nerd things are all very visual like i don't know how blind people appreciate comics other than just the story but i right. could like well, again i have no experience with this and i don't want to sound insensitive to blind people but other than hey that's a great story i don't know how you can get all of the like experience like i don't know how a a blind person may interpret a comic book versus just any other novel or any other right. short story yeah and like when you're like, a nerd guy if, and that's your thing we're like well that's taking such a big chunk away from you right yeah and like i yeah i just 
I rely on my site for cooking. I rely on my site for like just doing generally everything I do. And I know blind, I know that's like a no done blind people get by doing it without it every day. Yeah. It's like, wasn't there a blind person at one top chef or something like that? <laughs> right. And it's like, but it's like, no, but here's the thing is like, I spent 35 years heavily relying on visuals. <laughs> like, like, I don't think like they, you know, they say the other sites heighten as, you know, like as one, you lose one, but it's like, yeah, but like, I haven't put a lot of it, like to quote from our show from this week, uh, in terms of like how we were just finding things, I haven't put a lot of experience points into touch and to like touch specifically and hearing like I can smell things pretty good. I can taste things pretty good and I can see things really good, but like, yeah. Like touching, touching, uh, hearing. I, I, uh, I don't have a lot of experience points in those that I can rely on. I'd be a, I'd be a level zero character again. <laughs> and I'd just be like a big 35 year old baby, just like complaining to Becky all the time that I can't see and, I, and I'm having trouble coping with not being able to see. Yeah. But I mean, that's also the, the post traumatic stress sort of level of the, it was at the stages of grief type thing and like going through all that before you can come through and figure out how to deal with it. But I mean, like eventually you'll figure it out and eventually you'll be able to do everything. But in the meantime, I'm scared and I feel like shit. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to cry about it. (laughs) I'm going to be a giant baby. Uh, I am a total giant baby. It's, it's kind of amazing. (laughs) But we get to be giant. We get to be big kids. And I still like, it was funny. I took a, a, one of those stupid Facebook surveys this morning and it was uh, guessing your age by the food you like. And I got 24. <laughs> like, nice. Like, like, all right, I can't pass for my age anyway. It's like, I've got that like Irish fairy blood or something where like we don't age in my family. None of my siblings, <laughs> none of us could pass for our own age if we had to. My wife hates it <laughs> because she'll get carded when we go to grocery shopping and I don't and I'm older than she is. But it's just like, we don't age. And so it was just really funny that it put me at 24. It's like, well, I guess this is kind of the age I look. <laughs> but, <laughs> like mathematically speaking, if people guess my age, it's because they know I have four kids. And so I was like, yeah, that's the best I got. <laughs> it's like you look at my oldest sister, she's 41. And if it weren't for all of her tattoos, you wouldn't be able to guess that she's 41. And like her daughter right. looks she she looks closer to her her daughter's like what fuck 22 something like that. Like you have right. an adult <sighs> daughter who like People guess your age is closer to hers, and you guess they guess <laughs> hers is closer to jailbait, right? Because <laughs> yeah, she's got that not aging thing going on, so she still looks like a, a damn kid, even though she's a burlesque dancer. <laughs> yeah, see, I got, I got the, I got the bald patch on top, like where it's all thin, and like obviously I'm like nearing forty, so I, I don't have that Irish gene. I have the Irish gene that allows me to only grow chin beards. <laughs> yeah, I've got that too. Or like, nope, I've, I've like the 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 Mexican side of me gives me thick dark hair, 
but it only grows in in that little beard thing. It's like I, yeah. I have a goatee because the rest of it never fills out. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> right. I get to like I get that sort of a Joe Dirt feel. It's like so you're telling me you're so ingrained with white trash DNA that your facial hair just grows in all white trashy like that. <laughs> I have like a 17 year old's beard that I've been growing for like five years. Like I'd never shave. I'd never shave. Like I never, sh- like I shave like once every five years because that's when my beard finally hits like the one and a half inch point. I'm like, ah, it's too long. Like my hair just, my facial hair just goes so damn slow. I, uh, which sucks. Cause I, I really want to be a, a beardy boy with like a big full beard, not a like long one, but a big full one. And, uh, I can't, this is too Irish. <sighs> too leprechaun um, for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh uh i uh oh shit i'm sorry i'm doing the uh, uh things that you're gonna cut out but i had something i was gonna say and i forgot about it which is typical of me yeah, that's what editing's for <laughs> yeah there was something going back to something we were talking about earlier but i forget um shit uh fuck we were talking about we can't remember what we were talking about. Yeah, we were I can't talking about a lot of things. That's that's see that's the that's what I love about the just randomly throwing you into bullshit. <laughs> I seriously like you know who Chris Hardwick is. Yeah, you know like have you ever listened to uh, Nerdist or what? It's now the ID Ten T. Oh yeah, yeah. I basically do my interviews the same way he does. I push record and don't tell you. <laughs> we just started talking because right? I, I I remember him and he said it several times and I've said it several times here, but it's worth repeating the, the philosophy being if you tell somebody that the interview started, they tense up and they think they're being interviewed. They think about the conversation versus if you just push record and you start having a conversation, you have a more natural whatever whatever's going on conversation and just whatever the fuck happens, happens. And we go from talking about the technical side of how I'm recording to cancer to beards. <laughs> and I just remembered what I was going to say because you reminded me with that little speech. Uh, so I those Facebook quizzes, um, I could never be honest, even with myself. <laughs> what does that say about me? Like, even even when I'm just, like, home alone and one of those things pop up and I decide to fill it out, I'm, like, so concerned that my answers are going to be, like, directly connected to, like, my Facebook profile or IP address or some some way of identifying me that I'm, like, I better sound smart. <laughs> I, I, but this one is, like, if, if the Facebook thing is tracking this and they want to start promoting grilled cheese and pizza to me, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Like, I'm yeah. sorry if my my food tastes border on toddler, but, you know, like, I'm sorry. What's wrong with chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and every now and then? <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things where, you're like, you're taking a quiz. Like, we'll just use a, a basic analogy so everyone understands. You're taking a quiz and it's like a Star Wars quiz. And it's like, if you had force powers, what kind of force user would you be? And the choices are light side or dark side. I would be like, I probably should pick the dark side because I know the inner workings of my true soul. But because someone could connect me to this, I'm going to say light side. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to lie and say I'm a Jedi, which is exactly what a Sith would do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. It's just like one of those things of like, one of the reasons I love Superman so much is because of like, 
I understand that Superman is not identifiable and is not supposed to be necessarily identifiable. Like he is good to a point that I could never ever be. And I know deep down inside me that if he gave me all of Superman's powers for one day, I would end the damn world. <laughs> like you would be Brightburn all of a sudden. Like wait, exactly. <laughs> like I would just like something would make me upset and I would just make a rat. I would just do something rash because of it, because I had the power and that's just, that's human nature. Uh, and like, as much as I would like desperately in my soul want to be like a beacon of Pete, uh, you know, peace, justice, and, uh, the earth way or whatever it is now, uh, cause he's not American anymore. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is now, as much as I would want to be like this big altruistic, like, hero and beacon of light and hope i know i would be like i'm just gonna go to like bad places and fix things my way <laughs> like i'm bulletproof now let's let's go to some country that needs straightening out and straighten it out my way and i would just be i would just be an evil fascist dictator within the course of 24 hours like <laughs> and I, I i just know i just know that about myself <laughs> wasn't there like a, a version of the justice league where that basically happens where all like Superman and all the, the heroes and everything, he basically like the Justice League become the world police and they become dictators and everything. And Superman is is like ultimate god of the world and everybody's in fear of him and Batman's in hiding or they killed him or some shit like that. Yeah, that's injustice. That's the that's the injustice comic that the games are based off of basically. I just remember like the the like gray haired Superman and, and like black and silver, black and white, and like uh Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Flash or his or like his lieutenants or something, and they basically like rule the world with an iron fist kind of shit. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that'd basically be me. That would be what I, <laughs> that would, that's what I would do. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't even intend to do it. It would just happen because I, I know how I am. I've seen me in power situations. <laughs> like I know what power does to me. I'm I'm right. totally yeah. <laughs> it's like I am corruptible. <laughs> I've I've directed short movies. I've seen what power does to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good place to stop for now. If you want to hear more from Matt, you can find him on pre-recorded live at prereclive.wix.com slash podcast or on Twitter at prereclive. Of course, links in the show notes and you can get those show notes at oddadoutpodcast.com where you can subscribe to this show and join the Facebook group or buy yourself some leggings or whatever you feel like doing while you're there. <laughs> Don't forget, we've got the Sunshine Summit going on right now if you're listening to this early enough in the week at sunshinesummit.live and the live stream for The Cure coming up. Again, links for everything in the show notes. I know I already said that, but it bears repeating. And coming up next week, I've got more with Matt. We're talking cooking, and we'll finally talk about what the hell his podcast is. But until then, oddballs... Thank you and good night.